Hey, what's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? No, what about our life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking. Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons. <laughs> what did one traffic light say to the other? I don't know what. Stop looking, I'm changing. <laughs> okay, buddy. Hello, how are you? Hi. How is your summer so far? Summer's, what, almost up by yeah, now? My goodness, yes. Seriously, yes. <laughs> it's been a very interesting summer for us, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it has. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yay! This week, we're talking all about Hollywood on stage and music in Hollywood, of course. Ooh. And, you know, speaking of that, we've been doing some screenings of our documentary. Ooh, how exciting. And so much <laughs> more is coming, plus a release date. So why don't we start off by talking about that. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we've been talking about the documentary for a very long time now, and it's finally hitting theaters. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not officially hitting theaters quite yet. Maybe a little end of October, early November, mm. and then streaming sometime after that. Uh, for our international fans, you'll get a piece of it starting sometime next year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we did one screening in Florida here, where we are, yeah. at Walt Disney World. Oh, my gosh, yes. First screening that we did. Amazing. And it Amazing. got really great reviews. Yes. Yes, it, yes. it did. It, it did. Let me tell you, that was, oh, my gosh, the feedback and the response for that was just, it's. there's no words to describe it because it was more feeling and just relatable you know i mean people came up to us and they're just saying thank you thank you so much for putting it on the big screen and you know just bringing up the, all these different things we thought it was just like maybe one or two stuff we were addressing it comes out maybe we're addressing over 30 different topics yeah people were crying laughing having a great little old time yeah i mean people some of the reviews were their story touches everyone saves lives yeah i love that i mm -hmm. love that heartwarming story emotional and real filled with love and joy yes and they told the truth so others could feel safe i cried and i laughed and i love this one the film is filled with courage and bravery a reflection of the struggles within the gay community a must-see oscar worthy yes He's speechless wow just yes. <laughs> yes and believe it or not we actually have been getting that comment for a, a, quite a bit so we have registered and we're filling out the paperwork <laughs> so hopefully we can make that oscar dream come true you guys yeah yes and then we've got we've gotten long letters these are posted on our website. So all you got to do yeah. is go to our website and look at all the re different reviews. Um, it's under the Real Prince Charmings. And, I mean, geez, we're being told that it should be uh, seen as case studies at universities, uh -huh. which we're working on. Um, I mean, it's just numerous great reviews. I mean, basically, people came up to me in particular and just saying, like, that's my life, you know, and thank you so much for just putting it out there and you know it just it's a really great feeling 
to know that like they feel the same way that I do yeah. that it's just you're not alone and it's okay it helps people get out of whatever slump they they seem to be in yeah uh, we tell not all of the Chris and Will story, but we tell a good percentage of it mm -hmm. and some stuff that you guys have never heard us talk on air about. Yeah. And we do it in such a way, it, it's just very emotional, very heartwarming, and it gets to people and it, it really relates. Um, I think it, it, it crosses over into other, um, I don't want to say demographics but like other audiences i mean we had yeah it's not just with the uh lgbtq community yeah we've we've been asked that somebody had brought it up and said is this a story about the lgbt community or is this a struggle or story about the struggles of uh, a child and their parents uh -huh. and it's almost a little bit of both yeah it's, it's really is a little bit of both um we've gotten a lot of great positive review five stars of course which we love yeah um well absolutely. I, to me on best story ever told yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was also told, um, you know, what an honor it was to be a part of that, just experiencing it on the big screen. To me, that's that. Oh, yeah. That speaks yes. volumes. <laughs> we, had, we actually had a district attorney that showed up and she viewed it and she gave us the best review, which is on our website. Yeah. Very long. So we're not going to bring it up. Yes. Very long. Um, and uh, we've had doctors that have gone and seen it and yep. actually fell in love with it. They yep. can relate to it in nurses. so many different ways. Nurses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's got that. It, yeah. So we're very happy about it. So we're very, very excited. Then we did another screener uh, premiere in Baton Rouge, Louisiana yes. in July. Mm -hmm. Got rave reviews on that. And so, so far... We have scheduled that we just recently announced <laughs> uh, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Chicago, New York, and uh, Los Angeles. Yes. So if you are near any of those areas, we are going to be doing a screener in those cities. Those tickets will be available starting next week and you will be able to get them. So you might want to hurry because they will go fast. They're free, but you'll get your chance to it. And like I said, it'll officially release later in the year when yeah. we get the we're working on it but what we're doing right now is we are gathering awareness for mental awareness yes, yes. and by doing these screenings we're <clears throat> inviting the community and everyone out to come in out out to go to the movie theater yes and watch it and you know kind of let them give them a safe haven to say hey look it's okay we've been in those positions with you uh we know what it's like this is what we did this is our advice to you so we're doing a lot of that plus with the mental awareness tour that we call it we're working with a lot of different um psychiatrists and just different mm -hmm. doctors different mental institutes and yes. so many different community centers that we're working with them to offer programs and we've been showing different community ads before the screener yeah, yeah so it shows where people can get help where individuals can get help and we're allowing that to allowing guests to reach out to us so it's part of our me program as we call it modern equality love it <clears throat> yes yeah, so that's part of our tour that we're doing right now for the next couple of months so we'll be all across the united states hopefully covid doesn't slow as much further down knock <laughs> on wood bang on wood break the damn wood i don't <laughs> care <clears throat> but geez i know my throat is just killing me 
uh, the last few days. My voice is just wanting to go in so many different directions right now. But um, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm actually okay. But, you know, so, so yeah, so it's been wonderful. We're, we're very excited about it. Um, give you a little insight of some behind the scenes stuff with it. And this is really neat, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's very, very well. Yes, it's one of our, it's, it's our best piece of work I think we've ever created. First feature film. Yeah. First feature film. It took us 40 plus years to write. Four years to produce a visual, and we hold over a dozen different versions True. of it. Absolutely. Yes. Believe it or not, when Willie and I first met and we started going through whatever we were going through, we actually started documenting the stuff we were going through. Like, we were writing it down, we were taking pictures, yes. we were doing uh -huh. video um, video journals, we were... Mm -hmm. Uh, we were recording before it was events. a thing on YouTube. Yeah, before it was or, a thing. Yeah, because we were like, oh well, you know, one day we're gonna look back at this and we're gonna we're gonna see how far we've come. Yeah. So when you go to see this film, <clears throat> we it's all recorded by a phone. Yep. A drone. Mm -hmm. uh, archived footage, like from uh, VHS tapes. Yes. 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 VHS tapes. And um, or just regular recording. We have a uh, we have a tiny little video recorder that we use. Yes. So mm -hmm. we have that. It is. It's got a slew of uh, reenactments. We have several different talented actors yes. that have helped us do silent film version acting to cover segments of our film that we didn't record visually. Yes. So mm -hmm. you can get the feeling of it, and we. We found the music for the entire film. Yes. We picked the music ourselves, so it gives you the feel and the emotion. Which is, I think, a very big, vital, huge part of it. Yes. Because, I mean, with the reenactments, the archive footage, the soundtrack, what I call, uh -huh. you know, music is the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. You know, it. it's... oh. Like a huge package, just all together. It is. It <laughs> is. The interview segments we did sporadically throughout our life. Yeah. Uh, we did them. Nobody else did them. Mm -hmm. uh, there was nobody else there to record them. Yep. So we did them, of course, via a phone. Um, and gosh, we wrote it, directed it, produced it, starred in it, uh, edited it. Uh -huh. We did everything in yep. it. We have a few team members that have helped us along the way. Uh, every publicist's grand dream every time we talk about that. <laughs> they love that. Um, and, you know, it. we're helping get the word out. And it, it's done yes. such a great job so far. So we're very, 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 very excited about it. And I think it's very important because, you know, like when we're talking about these things, like I just saw it as Chris and Will, you know, but I'm learning that <laughs> – it's far, I don't even know if there's a word for it, but it's far beyond that. Yeah, it you is, know? it is. And you know, and what we also did is during the process of this, uh, COVID kind of helped us with this because everybody was home and we were looking for, people were looking for stuff to do. So we brought in um, families, uh, straight, uh, gay couples, gay individuals, families with kids, yes. people we knew, uh, attorneys, different different types of people. Mm -hmm. to watch segments of this film. And we even had, uh, what, what were the ages of the girls? Um, five and seven. Five and seven. Mm -hmm. We even had them come and watch the uh, the film. 
And the fact that we got them to sit for two full hours yeah. to watch this documentary is impressive. That's why I say but music is important. What in was it. interesting yeah. in this is one of them, as the film was going on, she just started screaming. She and was she just bawling. she was bawling and nobody oh could understand what was going on. And when her mother asked her what was wrong, she was like, Why are they hurting him? or something along that line. She understood. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we were able to convince a child and get their attention enough for them to understand what was happening is amazing. It speaks languages. It, it does. It conveys a message, you know. And the most important thing is, you know, I think they feel that kind of stuff. They do. You know, I mean, it's it's an emotional factor. It's it's seeing it on the big screen. And what I think is very impressive is because of the way we did it, we knew we did it right. So what I mean by that is with the kids watching it, we knew we were on target. Absolutely. And, and also, I think it's very smooth. Like usually um, most well, documentaries even, are... Well, an average documentary is about two hours long. And ours is two and a half. And people have said that it does not feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. It really hasn't. And, I've, and we've had numerous people that I've seen it numerous times and say the same thing. And they're like, gosh, I missed something from the first yeah, time. So I yeah. watched it again. And, and so, so yes, it's right on track. Uh, did it meet, meet our goal expectations? I think it exceeded that. <laughs> yes. Yes. To be honest, we were every, every premiere you're nervous about. Oh, it's just yes. like going on the stage because every audience is different. Everybody mm-hmm. does things and sees things differently. Now, is everybody going to like it? No. Is everybody going to have the same feeling as others do? No. But the the fact of it is, is you guys, we had grown men get up and have to go to the wall because they couldn't handle it. We had, um, you know, again, we had we had Trump supporters that showed up that didn't bother us. We had Republicans that showed up. We had people from all walks of life that actually came up to us and basically told us, Thank you. We didn't realize this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So with that being said, to me, it just it goes to say that, you know, our message has always been we are one. Yes. We are still one. And that proves that the problem of it is, is people choose to separate us. And that's what the problem is. But as we as we've seen this, so many different people from so many different walks of life have seen it. Mm-hmm. And they all come together with the same mis- message and feeling. Yeah. And that just goes to show that, guys, we are all one. Yes. It's people that separate us. It's that's what that's what's sad is other people that refuse to see that we are one are the ones that are separating us. But at the end of the day, we are all one. We still cry at certain things. We Mm -hmm. still feel emotions at certain things. We still get angry at certain things. It doesn't matter. Those type of emotions are emotions that everybody is born with. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you do in your personal time. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, the color of your skin, or what you talk. It doesn't matter to any of that. It doesn't. The emotions are all the same. Mm -hmm. All the same. So, you know... (sighs) We so again, you know, we we we've had such a great uh, review. It, it's just been wonderful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think it, it met our expectations, and um, I think we did a great job with it. We are always gonna have be nervous about the premieres, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Louisiana reviews, again, were pretty much the same as the Florida reviews. We feel that the other reviews are going to be just the, the same. Might be a little bit of harshness on it. There might be some parts people don't like. But, yeah, you know, hey, it was still a good accomplishment. I agree, yes. Um, Do we think it'll change people? Oh, yeah. I think oh, it definitely. changed people the moment they saw it. Now, for how long, I don't know. But that, again, is their choice. But, you know, what's interesting, though, is with all these different walks of life, you know, and we were saying some people may not like it, and most will, I still feel that the response from each of the premieres is still the same, like, general feeling. I think so, too. I think so, too. You know, it. our hopes of it was is we hope people understand the struggles and get the message. Mm -hmm. That was our goal. That was the ultimate goal. And I think it exceeded that. I really do. Um, what do we make of it so far? You know what? Pride. Pride. You know, yeah. And, and really the just not only pride, but there's a brief thing I want to bring up. When we were editing this film, I will admit, I got in the way too many times to count because, you know, with my struggles and whatnot from my side of it, you know, I wanted to feel like, you know, I, I won't say perfect, but then I'm, Chris is probably going to correct me and say, yeah, you were trying to be perfect. But the thing is, is that seeing it on the screen and then hearing the responses and the feedback, it's an assurance to saying, you know what, you got past that barrier. But you also got to stop and think about it. We also just got wa got done watching Respect with Jennifer Hudson, the story about Aretha Franklin. Yes. So, and then we've we watched the biopic about Judy Garland. Yes. Okay. Now take that into take this into perspective. If Judy Garland was alive, or if Aretha Franklin were alive, both of them will do the same thing. They're hmm. gonna they're gonna nitpick it and want it to be this perfect and this perfect and this perfect. So the difference between why you're why you're saying that i think is because you're alive and you're able to sit there and direct it a certain way and you want the feel to be a certain way whereas they're not somebody wow. else is doing that while they're not around now they have family that can contribute to that image bound but because it's not their actual life uh -huh. they're not here to defend it so that's why so i don't consider it that i think you had a lot of worries I, who doesn't? Yeah. You know, but do keep in mind, this is not revenge against anybody. This is not, we're going to torment them, destroy yeah. them. It's not. It's a, we don't talk negative of it. We talk about the truth. Yes. Yes, that yes. might come out as negative, but those are facts. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of legal support that's behind it. We have a lot of emotional support. Yes. A lot of mental support behind it. Yes. That truly say that this story is meant to tell the story for its purpose. Yes. And that purpose is to educate. Thank you. Educate. That's the purpose. It's not revenge. We're not getting a thrill out of saying, ooh, I got you on that. No. We're educating people to understand that this is what it's like. This is what it, this is where our life was meant. And it's funny because we when in certain parts we had friends that sat there and told us that that's how that happened to us happened to me in high school uh -huh. that happened to me here yep. we had friends that we never thought could cry that are sitting there going oh my god i'm crying uh -huh. and you know to me it was almost funny because some they're they're like i never cry and then you see them crying and you're like this is great this yep. is great i love it so yeah i think the film is accomplishment are we going to do a part two who knows i just don't know yeah we don't know what's going to happen with the future of it um i think that 
if we get close to an award, the fact that we have been recognized that we could get it yes. is an honor in itself. Now, mm -hmm. if we make it to the next step and make it further on, I think we will be crying like crazy. <laughs> but overall, it's not about the money. It's not about the awards. Correct. It's not yes. about the recognition. It's yes. about the message. Yes, yes. And if we can, if we can help people understand what it's like to have to go through this stuff, or if they're going through this stuff, help them find their own way mm -hmm. and figure out how to do it their way, Yes. then we've accomplished it. That is a better gift for us to give to the world than anything else, anything else. The rest of it is just an honor and thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. all the rest of it is. Yeah. So yeah, so I think it's exciting. Yes. <laughs> be sure to check out our website to get all that information and you'll be able to see it soon. We're gonna be talking about it for the longest time. I promise you that we will. But we have to move on to this episode because this is an exciting episode as well. Yes. That's right. So let's talk about Tinseltown a little bit. Oh, wow. Let's go into that. Tinseltown's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like Golden Age. Golden Ooh. Age Hollywood. Yes. That's what it used to be called. Black and white, filmed in color, black and white television, black and white movies, all different types. What would you say the best black and white movie you ever saw was? Oh my gosh, do you know, I don't know. I mean, I know there's like probably Casablanca, but um, there's not one particular one coming up at the moment because all I'm really getting is like that feel that black and white movies have. I mean, you're just kind of like sitting on the couch and you have that not only nostalgia feel, but like it's a different time era. I think a lot of, now this goes into television. A lot of black and white, everybody's automatically gonna say I love Lucy. Yeah. But for me, I don't think so. I think my, my favorite black and white television is going to be Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I would have said Alfred that. Alfred Hitchcock yeah, did a lot of great me. things in black and white and it was just amazing on how he did it and, and what made it so realistic, I think. So that would have to be my favorite. You know, when, when movies and stuff started going right into color, Wizard of Oz was great. A lot of classic Hollywood um, movies, I would say. Wizard of Oz, of course. Yeah. Um, A Star is Born, another one. Um, there's many versions of that, actually. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the musicals. I love the old Hollywood musicals. Some of them, not too big, not too much of a fan of it, but some of them, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did a musical while I was in high school, but I didn't actually watch the film until I think later well, on. You know, it's funny. It was Guys and Dolls. There's a list on here of uh, different Hollywood stars, and I'm sitting there going, that's pretty much half of our cast list that's been on the show. Yes. <laughs> it's half of them. And you know, the funny thing is, is they're, they're going to come see our, our, our screening in LA. That's what I'm really great. happy about. So it's going to be like, you know, having a big true red carpet with all classic golden age stars. Yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. So you can't miss those kind of, those type of moments. Mm -hmm. So what about Hollywood on stage? Ooh, That's a good one. Hollywood on stage. Are we talking about like plays or just like movies well, into movie, plays? Movies that were made into plays, plays that were made into movies in hmm. a sense. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, nine to Five, the most recent oh, one, yes. yes. Well, you know what? This is interesting. Yes, it's a musical, but I would say La La Land. La La Land, yes. 
Um, I don't know if it was made into a play yet, no. Yeah, but it was originally meant to be like an original. West Side Story? Yeah, West Side Story, definitely. Still Magnolias, that came from a play. Yes. Uh, Dirty Dancing, Wicked. Yes. The infamous story about Wicked. Rent, Cats, mm -hmm. uh, The Nanny, I think they're still trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Dolly, there's a big one. Yeah. So wanted to see Bette Midler and Hello, Dolly. That Annie, didn't you said Annie, right? And Annie, no, I didn't say that one. Oh, okay. uh, Annie, Get Your Gun. Oh, then that one too. One. <laughs> uh, Avita, mm -hmm. uh, Mama Mia. Oh, yeah. What about Oliver? Interesting, I don't think I've seen that one. Grease? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the difference between Hollywood on stage and actual Hollywood <sighs> depends on how they're produced. Yeah. It depends on the script. Now, again, a lot of people are not a big fan of Cats. The most recent film with Jennifer Hudson in it, uh, of Cats, I loved because I loved the costuming. I loved the design. Even though that creeped some people out, which was stupid because that's what Cats looks like on Broadway anyway. Um, but I did like that. Yeah. There's, you know, to me, there's more to there's more to art than just what the eye sees. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes I think a lot of people miss the visual art because sometimes acting can suck so bad and the music brings out the emotion to not make it as bad. Yeah. You know, sometimes the story could be so bad, but the costuming and the performance are great and you're like oh i can't get past this and stuff like that it really depends on who's in charge i think yeah uh -huh. i really i really do because you know i think that I, I that's what makes a difference i mean if you look at lion king on stage and then you look at the remake of the live action lion king yeah, yeah. you're like okay i really do like the lion king on stage because there's a, a bit of a bit of an art to it. It's in, uh, like another interpretation. It is. It is. So, you know, and again, and I think that's kind of like looking at Beauty and the Beast. I think with the most recent Beauty and the Beast with, uh, uh, what, Emma Watson? Yes. I think uh, that one was so phenomenal in my yes. opinion. It was designed so well. Mm -hmm. And I think that could, that to me is like the Broadway version made live action not exactly broadway but it's almost they kind of met in the middle a little bit yeah uh -huh. um so that's but the, the visuals on that though the were visuals amazing. were fantastic yes. yes absolutely fantastic on it so but one of the topics is we're going to talk about west side story today okay let's yeah, go so into let's talk it. about west side yes. story a little bit it was a it's a musical the book was done by arthur lorenz ah um, inspired by William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. There you go. Yes. Yep. Yes. Story set in the mid-1950s in the Upper West Side of New York. Now that's interesting. The rivalry was two gangs. Gang. I can't talk. The rivalries were of two, two gangs. gangs. Yes. The Jets and the Sharks. Mm. The 1957 Broadway production had 732 performances before tour. Wow. And the 1961 film version is with Rita Moreno. Of course. And George Shakiris. Yay! Yes. It has won the most Academy Awards for a musical with 10 awards. Nice. And of course, the leader of the Jets is George Shakiris. Ooh. And George Shakiris is with us today. Yay! 
We're so excited about that. Yes, yes. And George, thank you for sending us that that wonderful, wonderful picture with oh my you gosh. and Marilyn Monroe. Yes. And you signing it. It is phenomenal because we it's one of a kind picture of George as a backup dancer with Marilyn Monroe because George was a backup dancer for Marilyn Monroe's Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Oh my gosh. So they were yes. on the set, they were posing, I guess. George was next to Marilyn and he they have a grand picture and he sent us that as a gift. We're so happy about that. Yes. Yes. But you know what I also liked? That um art postcard that he sent too. Yes, that was very I authentic. really like that because not only was it like a still from the movie, but it was an art. It was. That's it what was. I really love about it. Was. It was. He's we we like George. Yes. We really do love George. He is known for dancing, singing, an actor, and of course the leader of the Jets from the film of the West Side Story. Uh, he's an Academy Award winner, Golden Globe Award winner. He has a handprint at the uh, Dolby Chinese Theater, I think. The um, TCL. TCL, yeah. It, it used, used to be, to be the Grommans, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's made TV appearances on Murder, She Wrote. Santa, Santa Barbara, I was about to say Santa Barbara. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Superboy and Wonder Woman. Ah, okay. And of course, he's amazing. George Shakiris is going to be on our show. And of course... He considering we're celebrating West Side Story with a new release of West Side Story coming out later this month this year. I can't talk, freak. So anyway, so <laughs> while I try to find where my uh, voice is at and try to regain puberty once more, <laughs> um, we're gonna give George a call. So sit back, relax. George Shakiras is coming up. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive purifying deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music. Healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly recommendation. SpaNirvana.com is the website. You can go to ChrisandWill.com for the link as well. Spa Nirvana, 811 Court Street, Clearwater, Florida, 33756. Call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only, and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. Hey, fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chris Will Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music from multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to ChrisandWill.com for more info. So, tune, tune in! in. 
We are honored to welcome Hollywood legend and Academy Award winner, George Shakiris. Can't tell you enough how excited we are about this. Uh-huh. This is very thrilling. Oh, God, we have thank you so much. Oh, yes. you're welcome. Yes. We have, I would say, we have probably watched you in performances our entire life. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> your talent is just incredible. Oh, so we thank you so much for doing this. This is this is just an honor to sit here and have a conversation with you. Yes. Well, uh, you know, you know, that's awfully nice. Thank you. It's good for me, too, you know? Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. So, so tell me, what gave you the desire to want to be in the entertainment industry? Oh, wow. Well, um, I can remember as, as, as a kid, really as a kid, like three, four years old and so on. I, I, I have uh, four sisters and two brothers. And uh-huh. one of my sisters uh, loved dancing. We didn't know, but we just as kids, we instinctively loved dancing. And she and I used to dance in the living room together, you know, uh-huh. for fun. Uh, so, uh, so uh, uh, of course, I like a lot of kids, I grew up watching uh, the movies. And yeah. uh, my, my favorite movies were always the movie musicals where people sang and danced and everybody looked great and the floor was shiny and all of that. Uh-huh. And so uh, I just as a, that that was my first. I, I never thought of it. I never knew it was anything professional involved. But I was drawn to that kind of stuff really at a really early age. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and what a career that followed. Of course. After that interest. I mean, yes. Geez. I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what actually gave you your start in entertainment? Well, I, I'll tell you the, the 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 real start for me was when I first. Uh, started taking ballet dance classes here in, in Los Angeles. I was 19, a bit late to start for a dancer, but I didn't know that. Uh-huh. So uh, going to a professional school where there are professional people in, in class and really some famous people would come to class as well. Uh, to, to me, I, I, I think my start, so to speak, was just uh, was taking classes and being without realizing it uh, my, on, on my way to becoming a professional person. Uh, and those were the contacts that just led, hey, one thing always leads to another. But that was, that to me was the start. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, is it correct that you attended the American College of Dance in Hollywood? That doesn't sound right. Ask me that again. Um, it, did you attend the American College of Dance in Hollywood? Oh, yes. It was called the, the American School of Dance. Oh, okay. Uh, great, yeah, and uh, a, a girl I was in high school with, her name was Joan Scanlon. I was crazy about Joan, and Joan was a dancer. And Joan was the one who found out about the American School of Dance in Hollywood. And she said, Sid Charisse takes class there, Leslie Caron takes class there. And well, that's all I had to hear. So I took the uh, the train in those days from Long Beach to, where well, I lived, Long Beach, uh-huh. uh, to, uh, to Hollywood to watch a professional class at, at, at 11.31 morning. Nobody uh-huh. famous in class, but that's all I needed to. I didn't need to pretty famous. I just knew when I, uh, I, I wanted to study at that, at that school, but it was called the American School. It was a great school, a really serious school. 
Right, right of course. Right. And what do you think um, stands out about it when you had attended? Is it anything about the staff or was it the techniques that were taught to you? Well, uh, I, I, it's, it's, the techniques, um, uh, uh, ballet technique, uh, you know, no matter what um, part of dance uh, a dancer is involved in or is wants to be involved in, if somebody has a, a, a ballet technique, that, that helps them do anything else in, in dance that they want to do. So uh, but at the school, at, the, at this school, uh, Eugene Loring, who was the founder of the school, and he, he choreographed Sid series and movies and so on. So Mr. Loring, as we called him, was an important man. Um, and he believed that, that anybody who studied class there had to study ballet, tap, what they called freestyle, which I guess would be called modern now, and mm-hmm. character, which would be Spanish dancing, Russian flamenco, those kinds of things. He felt he, he, the, the, uh, uh, you had to be rounded uh, as his answer in order to be able to work for different people. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a beautiful, but the most important thing to me uh, with time was I loved ballet and the ballet technique. It's so important for any dancer, I think, to have a ballet technique. Uh Wow. Right. Wow, yes. (laughs) Now, I have to say, now, what was your thought process when uh, the approach came to you to say, hey, look, uh, you're going to be a backup dancer for Marilyn Monroe. What, 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 (laughs) What went through your head at that moment? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what really went through my head. The choreographer, uh, and by uh, Jack Cole, who was Marilyn's favorite choreographer, she always wanted Jack, and boy, was she right. But uh-huh. Jack Cole, all the dancers in town knew who Jack Cole was. I had never seen him or anything like that. But when he held, he held auditions for that number, you know, the Diamonds Are Girls' Best Friend number, and I was one of the guys who got to audition, and then I was actually selected to be one of the guys uh, behind her. So the most important thing for me at that time was just to be able to audition for Jack Cole and hope that he would pick me to be one of the guys. That was what I, that was my, that my thought process was that. Uh I wasn't thinking about the stars in the movie. I was just thinking about this extraordinary choreographer that all the dancers loved working for. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, did you uh, have any uh, personal experiences with Marilyn of outside of just the dance number? Well, I, I, did, I didn't have any personal experience. I mean, I never spoke to her. Nothing like none of us did. We did. Hey, she was working. We didn't want to bother her. Um, but uh, after it was over, you know, looking back, I, I there were things I recognized and, and noticed about her that with, with, with admiration, by the way, all of it. And uh, but one of the things that I I thought about afterwards, you know, in working on we uh, I, I suppose we rehearsed that number for about four weeks for, before Jack Cole had actually staged everything, uh-huh. and then it took three day, three days to film that. We were up to nine o'clock in the evening on the third day. But the thing that I noticed, one of the things I noticed about her was whenever they yelled cut for any reason, she didn't look in the mirror. She didn't go to her dressing room. She went right back to her starting position to start again. Really disciplined, wonderful, really concentrated wow. on her work. That's that's one of the things I noticed about her, and I really respected. 
and that's good because you know you don't you don't hear that side of Marilyn at all actually uh, all you hear is the negative sides of how she was when she showed up to the set so that's actually very good to hear that yeah. she was when when she was in in that mode of performance that it was strictly performance it wasn't I'm the star you know what I'm saying so that's good to hear yep yeah. well I'll, I'll tell you I'm I, I, it's I think it's just awful that we keep hearing the quote-unquote negative side of her. I mean, uh -huh. there, there was this amazing other side of her. She couldn't have done what she did in movies in her career if she hadn't been much more, and she was. She was, she was, she was extraordinary. I mean, she was so gifted. She was a perfectionist, and and she she and for example, in the um, Gentleman for Blondes, she plays a quote-unquote dumb blonde, but Marilyn created that character. She created a real person, Lorelai Lee, and that was the one of the beauties of what Marilyn did in her work altogether. You know, not too long ago I got to see, I haven't seen it for a while, a movie called, uh, that she produced with Lawrence Olivier called The Prince and the Showgirl. And uh -huh. I, was so I was so struck because she's a wonderful actress, but she's an incredible listener. I mean, and that's 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 more difficult than acting, so to speak. It's, yeah, it's, it's easier to it's easier to be active, and uh, but when you're not active, that's that's the part that counts. And she was amazing at that. And you bring up a great point with that because listening, I think, um, also requires patience, and so to be disciplined in that is a great observation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, there are two people, uh, Jerome Robbins, you know, who. who Created the West Side Story and, and uh -huh. choreographed and directed. Uh, he he was known to be a perfectionist, and he was, but with himself first. And when I think about Marilyn, one of the things I don't know that I think of, I think she was a perfectionist too, and that always starts with how you feel about yourself and the demands you you place, the demands you, that you place upon yourself. And she was, I, I listen, just her. Her legacy and what, what we see her on the screen. I mean, what she has done, uh, and it, it's just it's, it's just been so beautiful and so amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, and yes. you know, and that's one of the things that we love about doing these interviews with people like yourself is mm -hmm. the fact that you can bring back the the amazing positive side of yes. Hollywood that is kind of lost in the mix in a sense, and you know, it helps us kind of as performers learn to what was the best back then and how to make the best better now instead of just going yeah. in with modern techniques and and losing the sight of how a performance works cuz i think back then at at the at the time when west side story was coming out and you were doing all these dance numbers with all these great stars you know you took a lot of pride and passion in your work and it it shows whereas almost now you look at some performers and they're only seeing it as the paycheck or they're only seeing it as the the image they're not they're not showcasing their talent yeah. so that's one thing we love is learning what we should see and how we should see the talent from back in the day uh, compared to what's being told out there now. So we, again, we appreciate that because you've had an experience. You also danced with uh, one of my favorites, which is Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rosie. Everybody called her Rosie, of course. She was, she was just, 
she, you wouldn't disappoint. Uh, she, you wouldn't be disappointed in her in any way, shape, or form. She absolutely was one of the sweetest people on the planet. She oh, was wonderful to be around. She was, and when we were working on that movie, she was married to Jose Ferrar, and I, I think she was really very much in love. And and but but she was, she was just so so easy to be with, so nice, and no ego, no pretentiousness, not just a real person. She was gorgeous and every everybody loved rosie i bet i bet now is there a uh particular person that uh you always wanted to work with or actually meet that you either did or maybe didn't that you wish you had well i let's see there's probably a lot of people <laughs> um, if you had to choose one but, or two uh, who would they be <laughs> well you know somebody that i always admired uh Professionally, but I think, um, although I never met her, didn't but Elizabeth Taylor. And one of oh, the things yes. that I that I that I, I made up my mind about her was um, was that if she was your friend, you had a, I'll say a fierce and loyal friend. She was a, a great friend, and she really stood up for her friends. But I, I I think I can see I I love not just the way she looks, but I love her work on the screen. She has uh-huh. from. From day one, she has always been a wonderful actress. But so I would have loved to work with her because I think it would have been fun, and I think she was so honest. It might have been. It would have been good to be around someone like her. Wow. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I'm feeling that. I agree yeah, with that. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And of course, you have worked alongside. Well, we'll go into West Side Story, one of your biggest successes, as everyone knows, mm-hmm. as the the leader of the most famous musical dance groups of all time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love it. We love it. We love it. So, tell me, how did that come across? And tell me a little bit about that experience with West Side Story. Well, my first experience with the West Side Story was uh, um, uh, being able to audition uh, and for Jerry Robbins in, it was 1958, just a few days ago, um, uh-huh. uh, and I auditioned for Jerry for the London Company of West Side Story, and I was hired eventually to, be, to play Ritz in the London Company, and, and, and I did that for a year and a half. And then after that amount of time, we started hearing rumors about the film. Oh, they're going to make a movie. And by the way, two of the names that we heard that uh, were prominent in the ca- casting people's minds at that time for the film version of West Side Story were Elizabeth Taylor and Elvis Presley. You know, well, that sort of made sense Ooh. to me. Oh, wow. Um, but... but uh, so I, 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 I was tested a couple of times uh, for uh, West Side and was eventually cast as uh, as as Bernardo in that film, and uh, hey, <laughs> that was an incredibly lucky lucky time. Oh, I bet, mm-hmm. bet. I mean, icon, just absolutely legendary icon, and it represents in every little way. And the fact that you got to work in your, I hear you're still friends with her today. Is the amazing Rita Moreno? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she yeah. she oh, seems yeah. like a sweetheart. <laughs> She's great. You know, one of the things about about West Side Story, there's something about that experience that bonds people, unlike any other uh, acting or professional experience, because uh, we have, and we've had ever since, what I call the West Side Story family. We have uh-huh. all remained friends over all of these years, and whenever we have a chance to get together, we do. And so, because uh, every we all 
still get together whenever possible. Uh, Rita lives in, in, in Oakland, so I don't get to see her as often as I'd like to, but when, when, we, when I do see her, it's like no time has passed at all. I, and by the way, I'm the godfather to her daughter, too. To wow. wow. So we've, we've known each other a nice, healthy amount of time, and that's, so we have a history together. It's great. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Now, here I have to ask, because we've had an encounter with her uh, a few years back, but um, do you uh, recognize the name Carol Lawrence? Oh, I, I, I sure do. Absolutely. You know, I Carol, Carol and I did a, a wonderful two-character musical called I Do, I Do. We did uh-huh. it in, uh, in, uh, in Dallas, in Texas. And Carol... Carol had done it before. She was very familiar with that piece because she had done it in New York. And and by the way, Carol is 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 she's 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 just so wonderful. She she, she directed the the higher evening. She cut and she did a, a. I loved working with Carol. That's how I know her. And and by I have I don't get to see her anymore so, the way I'd like to either. But she she also a great cook. Carol loves to cook for her. Oh, friends. that's so interesting to know. And and I I I love to hear her stories as well because she remembers she's she has a lot to, to that we want to hear as well. But she yes. was great. Oh, yes. She is absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. We have had an encounter with her quite a few times uh, a couple of years back. We lost a little bit of contact, but I mean, I, again, another icon right there and just the energy that she had, uh, you know, it, it was just like she never ages. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. The energy was just always there. So, yeah. So I, I found that interesting whenever um, your name came in for the interview and I'm like, oh, OK, I have to ask about Carol. Because that's just, uh, she's well, just a great person. Well, and also you, you use the word energy. She she does have wonderful physical and mental energy. She's just yes. so present in, in, all the time. She's, she's, she's great. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now there's this one particular piece that when I watched it, I just, what a feeling. Um, and the one I'm referencing is the duet with Sally Forrest. And that is night and day. And I've got to say, oh wow! I have to say, your singing in that is so uh, smooth and warm, and your dancing is just memori- uh, mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. I just, I was watching oh, it, and I just, I sunk in the back of my chair, and I'm just like, it's just so soothing and just so such a great feeling. Is it true that you had well, little to no vocal coaching for that? No, uh, I I never had uh, singing. Uh, came uh, as a kid. I was in a couple of uh, choirs as well. So singing, was, well, I think, was natural uh, to me. I loved singing. So and and the wonderful thing about that that particular show, which was called Salute to Cole Porter, <clears throat> and Sally was one of the stars. And of course, they needed someone to partner her to dance with her. And thank God it got to be me. Sally and I became good friends as well. Her husband, Milo Frank. I mean, we all have such good times with each other. But the choreographer for uh, that that uh, television special was Robert Alton. Mm-hmm. Robert Alton had choreographed White Christmas, Easter Parade. There's no business like showbiz. A lot of movie musicals and a lot of Broadway things as well. So uh, it, it, I think it was because I had worked in, in the chorus of White Christmas and no business like show business, Bob, actually, that's how they uh, uh, decided that I could partner uh, Sally. 
And then uh, I don't remember how they knew I could sing, but because I could sing, they allowed me to, to sing night and day. And that was, I loved every second of that. Thing. I could I tell. Singing at... Sorry? I said, I could tell. I mean, I'm, when I was listening, it was just very natural, you know? I mean, it just, it's just like, I won't even say you have my full attention, but just like you, it's just so engaged in your performance mm -hmm. that it's amazing. Yeah. Well, you you guys are so nice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, it, it was it was impossible not to be engaged, as it were, because of the people I was working with, the people right. I was around. And, and everybody's inspirational. Sally was, she's so beautiful. And Bob Alton was, the kids, the dancers in town, the two the two choreographers that they most looked forward to working for were uh, well there were three actually Michael Kidd Jack Cole and Robert Alton those three were the the you know if you could work for any of them you were in heaven wow uh, it, was, it was yeah and and one of the great things about Robert Alton was he knew everybody's name not everybody did he knew everybody's name so so you were part of the, you weren't just a dancer, you were treated as a, as a, uh, uh, somebody who was contributing things. He knew, I loved it. And he had a great sense of humor. He's funny, but he knew everybody's name. He, and anyway, so he was great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's good to, it, it's good to love what you do and it shows when you love what you do. So absolutely. Yes. But yeah. you know, one of the, you, you were talking about uh, all of that and the one thing we were going through our files and, you know, before we started giving, getting heavy into the business that we're in now, um, we had visited the, which at the time it was called Grauman's Chinese theater. Yes. And oh. we did not realize, but we actually have a photo of your printings that you have over at the theater. <laughs> yes. And mm -hmm. I have to say, I go, so I have to, so give me, how is that experience? Because, you know, we kind of, they kind of lose sight of that nowadays. And I don't think people get to see that as much as you wish they would. But how, how is that? How was that experience for you? Oh, well, I'll tell you, it was. It was, it was it was fantastic. You know, when I was uh, taking class at the American School of Dance, I after about six months of studying, they gave me a scholarship, which meant I didn't have to pay for classes, but I did have to clean the studio every night and every night and clean the mirrors and all of that uh -huh. stuff before I I went home. So that's what I did. Every after everyone was gone from the school, I would stay and make sure everything was clean and lock up and all of that. And I rented a, a room just a, at a roomy house on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh -huh. walking from the school to that roomy house, I cast Gromis Chinese Theater every night, <laughs> uh -huh. and I had it all to myself. There was no one there. So it's 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 incredible when you think about it too. That uh, that Rita and Russ and I were fortunate enough to to actually have our footprints there. And it's, it's just talking to you makes me realize how sort of uh, amazing that is. I mean, to think or to think about something, but it actually happens. Yes. So, yes. Uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a great day for all of us. 
Oh, I bet. I bet. Mm. I mean, again, just the fact that millions of people go there just to just to see those prints and, you know, they just watching their reactions when they're like, oh, my gosh, look, here's this and look, here's that. And, you know, and then especially in the business that we're in and you see some of the people that you actually have had an encounter with, it, it just thrills you so much oh yeah and you're like wow i can i can feel your vibes uh-huh. from when you actually did that and having those different conversations because i tell you we um we when we did we were doing other projects and then we had talked to uh Haley mills and she was telling me how when her father had gotten his over at the Grauman chinese theater and it was just like the the experience was just so incredible just to feel the the positive energy that they put forth in that and it's it's a shame they don't do it as much as they used to um but uh, yeah, but it, yeah it, 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 the, one of the beauties of that that forecourt is is the history yes you, when you're there uh, you, you can feel it you can actually feel it it's nicer when it's more quiet so you can really yes. appreciate it in a quiet way but uh the history of it is is, is just like, extraordinary it's beautiful yes it is totally mm-hmm. agree with that now um here's a curiosity question you've done broadway and of course you've done um film and television and so forth when you when you do you say that it's harder to portray a character in theater in other than portraying the same character in film uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll, I'll give a backward kind of answer to that. One of the great things about doing something in the theater before you do something on film, it, you, that, that theater experience night after night has uh, given you a familiarity with it that you wouldn't have otherwise because you've had all that time with it. Uh-huh. So then, then if you move into film, you've had that background and it, it's just an, an extraordinary help. But, um, Working in the theater, um, the beautiful, both uh, both are wonderful. Film is great, but the great thing about theater is, is that you you're sharing that evening with with an audience, and that changes everything. Uh, right. The energy, because the the audience can you can feel the audience, and they can feel you, and the audience always let you let you know how you're doing, uh-huh. <laughs> buying it, yeah, um, and uh, and and also once you're on stage. There's no director telling you to do anything because uh, once you're on stage, that that's all in the past. So it's really is your evening with with the, the audience, and it's 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 so beautiful. I I love theater. Everything depends on material, of course, material. But uh-huh. the theater work is is so gratifying. Oh I yes, bet. yes, of course. Now you you've obviously done theater in London. Um, how would you yeah. think performing um, like on Broadway would be different than performing in London? Because obviously the venues are different, the seating, all of those different aspects. Well, you know, uh, I don't think there really uh, is a difference because uh, uh, you're, you're with an audience. Uh, different countries have different natures and, and, and uh, uh, for, uh but in 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 London, um, it, it, I'm there is no difference because you're you're up there and but you're still with an audience. So no matter if that audience is an English audience or uh, a New York audience or a Tokyo audience, 
they do respond differently, but the bottom line, it's you with that audience. And audiences, again, uh, no matter what country you're in, always uh, you, you, have, you share something with that audience, and the audience always lets, as I say, lets you know how you're doing. So there's that instant, not clarification, but that, that instant recognition of how it's all going and how it all plays out. And then finally, when it's over, there's hopefully the appreciation on both sides of the stage, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you actually have other talents other than yeah. dancing, acting, and uh -huh. singing that we learned about. And ironically enough, yesterday we were at one of the department yes. stores that actually makes one of your your jewelry lines. So yes. So let's oh. talk about that a little bit. Yes, definitely. So okay. you you have the George Chakras collection. And um, congratulations for getting it featured in the Mitsukoshi department store in Japan. Oh. I mean, amazing. And what Chris was just talking about, because over here um, in Florida, um, over at Epcot in Walt Disney World, the Japan Pavilion has a Mitsuki Mitsukoshi uh, department store there. Yes, they so, do. Yes, it's very interesting. Oh, I, I I, I didn't know that. I certainly know about the Mitsukoshi department store in Tokyo. Japanese department stores are like no other department stores in the world. They are so fantastic. They, they, everything you, you could possibly think about is, is, is available at that department store. Yes. And in a way, and showcased in, in an incredible way. So, I, but I didn't know, I just knew about the one in Tokyo. I wasn't really familiar with, with any other ones. Yes, it is. It is actually inside Walt Disney World. It's at Epcot, um, in of course wow. the J Japan Pavilion. It is a big facility. Mm -hmm. uh, it actually takes up the entire land of Japan. Yeah, and it they sell all the different merchandise that you would find in the department store, and they also have ways for you to order stuff online as well. So that way, if they don't have it in the, that particular store then of course you have other ways. So it's good to hear that your uh, your jewelry is here in the States. Yes. And uh, people get to enjoy it just as much. Well, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I really, I didn't know that. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I knew about Japan, I knew about Tokyo, I just, but that's all. Yes, yes, it is yes, inside it's, that, that pavilion. It's mm -hmm. very interesting to know. Now, one thing that I'm really fascinated with your jewelry is you chose um, sterling silver as your basis. Is your jewelry crafting an expression of love, or is it more of an outlet for you? Well, I think, I think it's both, uh, because, of course, it's an outlet because you – it is a kind of expression. Uh, it is an expression, and that always feels good. Uh, but it, it, but there there is love involved too. And by that I mean, uh, when you think of a piece, you imagine something you'd like to turn into a piece of jewelry. There are different ways to make that happen. Some, sometimes you can just saw with a jeweler saw saw something out of a flat piece of silver or in other ways of course the, the one that I use more often was to create something in wax first and then cast it into, a piece, uh, into sterling silver and then continue to work on it until you have it uh, looking the way you really want it to look but there's such gratification and I'll say yeah it is it is kind of love as well because there's there's a real love and appreciation for uh, imagining a piece in your mind and then sketching it and then working on it 
uh, technically, uh, to bring it to fruition. But once it's done, and you can actually hold it in your hand, I think that's one of the great things about jewelry and other things that are tangible. You can actually, you've worked on it, and, and but then the beauty of it is you can hold it in your hand. And I don't know why uh, that's, there's something really gratifying about that. It, wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think I'm, I'm sort of an answer to that is that because you're the one who created it, like you actually like you accomplished what you originally wanted to create. And I think that's that's an incredible feeling, too. Um, mm-hmm. What I would like to know is why what is the reason for you choosing um, sterling silver as your basis? Like you have a whole bunch well, of different yeah. ones, but why that one? Yeah, well, when I when I was first taking classes here in in town, um, the teacher said she she told us she said now don't waste your money on because everybody thinks of gold right away you know but right. we're beginners and she and she said don't waste your don't spend any don't waste your money on gold we'll just start with silver something less expensive and right. that's what we all did and in and in doing that I really fell in love with sterling silver. It, it, I do a few things in gold, but but I'm pretty, pretty much uh, everything is sterling silver. I really fell in love with sterling silver. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, But it started with uh, the recommendation of the teacher to begin with. Yeah, it is a beautiful piece, I mm-hmm. will say. A very beautiful yes. piece. Yes. And another beautiful piece that you have is, of course, this amazing book that you have out. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, the West Side Story, as it's called. Well, you know, uh, I have a really good friend. Her name is Lindsay Harrison. She's a writer, and it turns out we did the book together. But Lindsay has done a a number of different books. Uh, One of them, for example, is she did uh, the book with Tippi Hedren. I I know Uh Tippi. She's great. So uh, it it was just socializing with Lindsay and what about this, what about that kind of thing. And and she encouraged me to to do a book because she thought there was enough to do a book about. I wasn't sure of that. I didn't feel confident about that until mm-hmm. I had Lindsay's uh, in- input. And so once I had the, I'll say the confidence to, to uh, go ahead with the book, it was, it, I, I loved the process because I, the way Lindsay worked, it was, it was like the Q&A thing because the, the, the most, the most difficult thing for me was trying there was, there was so much I didn't remember. Right. So my my memory had to be jogged to try and remember things. Uh, but that, that's how it that's how it started. And uh, thanks to Lindsay uh, and uh, uh, and we we, we 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 had a wonderful publisher. There was a deadline and so on. Uh, and I guess we worked on it. I'm I'm terrible with time. But uh-huh. I, I give or take about a year and a year and a half perhaps before we actually felt we were quote unquote finished and ready for publication. Wow. Wow. Very mm-hmm. nice. Very nice. A lot of interesting facts and a lot of history into it. Yes. So, of course, you know, we we desperately love that. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have to have it in our life, uh-huh. I think. Um, so, yes. So, obviously, the world sees your legacy as from the Sharks and West Side Story and and uh, yes. our, and with Marilyn and your dancing and so forth. But if you were to identify how you would like to see, you would like the world to identify you, maybe as that, maybe outside of that, what would you want everybody to view your legacy as? Well, 
Um, I, I think would be the most important thing to me would be uh, I, I hope I uh, was okay in the way I dealt with everybody I've ever known in my life, starting with my family. Um, I think personal relationships are, are the most important things because they're they're real uh, and uh, it's it's not uh, professional. But of course, you, it, it, it's it's impossible to not think about professional things because that's that was what I've done all my life as well. Right. So I would hope you know that I have there's a quote that I have in the beginning of the book, and I think it says. Um, um, no matter how dark the moment, love and hope are always uh, possible. And so we put that in, in, uh-huh. in the book. Very nice. um, and that's that's kind of, I would like to be remembered, hopefully, as someone who is, did as well as he could <laughs> to, uh-huh. to, to make life easier no matter where he was and no matter what the circumstance for everybody around him. It was, it was professional to be, easy to work with, to be uh, with family, again, understanding and compassionate, just just, just to be, uh, to be a, hopefully a good person. Right. Wow. Absolutely. Well, yes. I will say your legacy stays true yes. and, and remains true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've interviewed a lot of different celebrities and we, they all have their different styles. And, mm-hmm. you know, so you when you go on the calls, you don't really know what you're getting into. And in some cases, we know them uh, prior to the conversation. And and like with this one, obviously, we don't. And I will say that um you really gave us a very heartfelt time yes and yes it 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 really showcases your character to the to to the extreme and mm-hmm. so yes we wow. we are so I, I we will be thinking about this for a long time mm-hmm. yes. for a long time <laughs> and i have to, and so yeah your your legacy stays true and if anybody was to ever ask us uh what it was like to have a discussion with you and you know uh i would have to say it was breathtaking because you are truly a real human being in this planet and you know the world is we're grateful to have you on this yes and to add to chris's um compliment uh i feel very um honored and it's a very heartfelt feeling yes so well, I'll tell you, you guys have been just wonderful. Thank you. I love your questions. I, I love your, your insight. I love you. You go deeper than most people do. And, and that's, that's, that's really, it's really important and so much appreciated. Well, you're, I, I love talking to you. You're welcome, and thank you for that. Because we take pride in our shows, we really do. So we take a lot of the time yeah. out of our day to do the research, yeah. and we do all the positive stuff. We we want to see, and we want the world to see your legacy the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we all make mistakes. That's that's a given. That's what makes us human. But I think if we focused on the good that everybody does on the planet, then we outwin the mistakes that we've done on the planet. So. Um, so Ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we are, we are, we definitely take pride in, in your time because you know, you're dedicating your time to us, yes. but really quick, tell me where can our fans go and find your book and find more about you? Well, uh, uh the book, uh, is, uh, available on, on Amazon. Uh, I, I'm told it's in bookstores as well, but if that's true, I don't know which bookstores. Uh-huh. So the main source I think would be Amazon. Perfect. 
Wonderful. Well, George, thank you so much for being on our show. Yes. Really, really an honor. And, um, you know, and the best of everything, this is a great book. You, This time has been remarkable. So thank you for giving us the time to have a discussion with you and allowing us to bring your legacy and continue in your legacy of life out there. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful okay. thing. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. And take care of yourself. And again, thank you for being on the show. You too. Have a nice, have, you, you're in Florida. Are you having beautiful weather? We are. Yeah. We are in Florida. Yeah. We actually we actually live on Disney. Um, we live in a neighborhood right on Disney, so it's very sunshiny outside, mm-hmm. and it's breezy and windy, so it's not too hot. I think it's uh, upper 70s right now, yeah. so it's really nice. So it's an enjoyable day. It's been a great day, actually. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I, for, we, my family and I lived in, in Miami, Florida, for, for several years. Wow. Um, and I loved it, you know. Yes, we love mm-hmm. Miami. We love Florida. We've we lived in California for a good while. We used to live in uh, we had a house in San Diego, and then we had a place in North Hollywood, and mm-hmm. then Studio City, and so we love California. Uh, the weather out there is really, really, really nice. Um, but we just the traffic is so horrible in LA <laughs> that it's just like you just you can't have patience yep. to go through that. It's just such a disaster. But we love everything about Hollywood and yeah. And we visit LA a lot. I mean, since pandemic, obviously we can't. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully we'd yeah. love to get back and get over there and run into a, co- a couple of people and meet a couple of people that we've had the pleasure of meeting with the show yes. and so forth. So, uh, but yeah, we love well, LA as well. Uh, so you guys are great. Congratulations on, on your show and the way you do your show. It's really special. What a true icon. Yes! And considering this is the year everyone is talking about, the West Side Story with Steven Spielberg's version coming out at the end of the year, what an honor to have George on our show. Truly, yes. Yes, truly an honor. We do want to thank George for coming on our show, and we want to thank you guys for keep tuning in and making this another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. We want to remind you to keep checking up updates about our documentary, We're going to be talking about that for the rest of the year, probably rolling through next year. So much stuff's going on. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's moments like this that make evenings like no other. Yeah. Go to our official website, chrisandwill.com. Follow us on Instagram at chris.and.will and on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. And, you know, we want to thank all of you, of course, for keeping us going. Without you, we couldn't do this. Mm -hmm. And we want to remind you to be sure to take care of yourself. Always remember we love you. We thank you. And remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production. Broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Christopher L. Ante and William Ante. Show guest, George Shakiris. Chris Will show assistant, Ginger Lutz Ross. Chris Will show creative consultant, Tony Ross. Show production manager, Janet Dickinson Menard. Show introduction voiceover, Tony Ross. Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. Produced by Chris Will, a Cali, New York company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. ChrisandWill.com for contact and other event details. Produced August 2021.